Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome into Sports Talk, everyone. The final Friday of February. It is the 23rd. Getting ready to kick it off here. Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak, Cullen Steele keeping us in line during the show. Lots to talk about today. Going to go everything from... Stephen A. Smith picking on Zion Williamson to uh, the salary cap, getting a big boost in the NFL. Big boost. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. I'm sure the Saints like it a lot, too. Yeah. Oh, so every team in the NFL likes right, it. Right, exactly. Uh, the salary cap, they, everyone was kind of working off projections that it would have gone up to around 240, $245 <laughs> million, right? right? It came in at $255 million. It's about a $30 million increase year over year it's the largest ever year-to-year increase in nfl history in terms of the salary cap and so that means any team that was operating close to the cap and and looking at decisions that they had to make and saying okay we have to do this we have to do this we have to do this well that's a luxury that you have 10 million extra to work with and money that you can throw at incentives and and you know contract incentives stuff like that uh you know that's helpful especially for the saints because it now means you know they had 80-some-odd million dollars they had to clear in cap space. They got a head start on that in terms of they restructured Eric McCoy for about $7 million. They restructured Derek Carr and saved about $23 million against the cap. And that put them at roughly $50 million that you had to clear. Now with that extra $10 million, you're looking at $40 million. And you can get there pretty easily in terms of the contracts you still have on the books. I think the fewest you could do is five in terms of clearing another $40 million. Yeah, I saw you tweeted that earlier. That would include Ryan Ramchek and Alvin Kamara. I don't want to touch either of those two deals. One, because Ryan Ramchek has that balky knee, and I don't want to push any of my commitments out until I know what the what the deal is with that. Sure. Alvin Kamara is a 29-year-old running back. I think you just have to be realistic about where you are. And I don't want to push out my commitments to a running back who is entering a stage in his career that very few running backs get to with success. So I think you're looking at, you could get there with like six, seven more restructures. Guys like Cam Jordan, Tyron Matthew, uh, Taysom Hill are, are options. Carl Granderson, Cesar Ruiz. These are all names that are pretty much mainstays that you feel okay about. So yeah, I think the Saints are feeling pretty good about it. 
uh, looking at the LSU baseball game in action right now on our sister station, the Bet 92.9 and 1350 AM, along with the Odyssey at the Tigers. Down to Stony Brook, 3-2. to two. It is now entering uh, bottom of the seventh inning. Hopefully the Tigers can get those bats going. I uh, actually have a man on first with one out currently in the bottom of the seventh. We'll definitely be keeping you updated throughout the show. Stony Brook. Does it, does it Sounds familiar. Have some kind of right. history with Stony hmm. Brook? I can't remember. Yeah, between Stony Brook and uh, <laughs> the Chanticleers. Yeah. From, right, exactly. They've had some uh, interesting <laughs> some uh, history against these lower school opponents. Yeah, I, I wouldn't overreact too early to, you know, it's funny. I think in these early season games, you, you'll see some, some games be close, and then the major difference between LSU <laughs> and a lot of these teams are going to be playing is once you get to the bullpen, it gets rough for the other team. And that's what <laughs> happened against VMI last Friday. The, I think LSU was down 6-5, to five, and then the VMI bullpen got in there and plunked five out of six batters, and, and LSU ended up going winning that one kind of going away. So uh, I'm not going to overreact to uh, how's Thatcher doing. That's the, that's the question I have. Uh, Thatcher went four and a third innings, six hits, uh, three earned runs, four walks, eight Ks, uh, two wild pitches. Uh, so another kind of rough outing for him. Yeah, I think his it's, days as the Friday night starter. He's uh, not looking so hot, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's a Friday night starter. I, I think he's a professional baseball player. Like, he's going to be a pro. He's going to be a probably a bullpen arm in the in the pros. But if he's going to get there. He's got that type of talent. I just don't think he's an ace on a staff. I just, I don't. I'm hoping it's kind of like spring training right now, preseason oh, yeah, yeah, baseball yeah. for them, and he's just getting into a groove, but uh, definitely not looking sharp early on. No, he's going to be a, a, a very good pitcher for this team and a, and a key part of this rotation, right? I just don't think he's that Friday night starter, and it's unfair, but you're comparing him to Paul Skeens, <laughs> right? You're comparing him to a guy that he went out there and you could just chalk up a win. You didn't even have to really think about it that hard. Yeah, I mean, uh, so so in that sense, it's probably unrealistic to have these types of expectations. I just, but I think you're going to get to you know a month into the season and, and probably be like, yeah, we can do better once you get into SEC play, and um, I, you know, it, we'll see. But yeah. yeah, definitely wait to see more from uh, Thatcher Hurd. Definitely not writing anything off with him just yet. Uh, we mentioned we're going to get into salary cap talk. Also, the NFL Combine cranking up next week. Uh, Jeff and I had a conversation with Matt Miller, ESPN NFL insider and draft analyst. We'll play that in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, also, then at the 6 o'clock hour, we'll get into some NBA basketball with Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Pel's playing a back-to-back, home back-to-back at least. Uh, got the Miami Heat tonight, a much tougher matchup than yesterday when they housed the Houston Rockets uh, in the Smoothie King Center. Uh, tonight, we get Jimmy Butler and co. in town. Yeah, you know, the, this LSU team is interesting because – I'm sorry, not LSU. <laughs> this Pelicans team is interesting because they, they play a lot of boring games. And sometimes they're boring in the sense that they were never close – and then sometimes never close because they're behind, and then sometimes because they're never close because they're up by thirty. Right? You don't see a lot of you know a lot of clutch time games with this Pelicans team, and when you do, they seem to struggle. So it's kind of funny. Like I I try to watch these games, and then it's like by the third quarter, it's either really good or really bad. <laughs> you know? And I don't know. I guess there's something to be said for winning by a lot and having these runs where you get you know, such effective offense that you're able to win by 30. And maybe that's the NBA. I think that's just part of the NBA this time of year because you have some teams that are just packing it in. Um, but, yeah, this – I don't know. I'm still not sold that this team can win important games that are close and tightly contested 
down the stretch of the season. I'm not sold. When we talked to Ali Cosell yesterday, uh, the NBA credentialed writer covering the Pelicans, he mentioned that at practice all week, he definitely felt a different vibe or a different attitude with his team coming off the All-Star break. Kind of saw a little bit of it yesterday, I felt like. Uh, we'll see how they come out in game two of a back-to-back because – I wouldn't say the Smoothie King Center was packed to the gills last night, but the fans were there. You could de- you, they de- the the team got them going, so the place seemed real loud. Uh, a lot of great plays. The the team came out with energy right away and really set the tone. They're going to have to do that against Miami, which is a tough defensive matchup, though. I mean, these are basically you know I'm not going to say they're playoff games, but they are very important games down the stretch of the season in terms of you know what is your what is your primary goal right now is to avoid the play. And Amen to that. Right. So like you're going to get support. There's going to be interest behind these games. You just got to put your, the right foot forward. And so far they've done that. They've come to the all-star break and they look focused. Right. And uh, in a lot of games, you're if just being focused is going to be enough at this time of the year, because you've got a lot of teams that are tanking. You got a lot of teams that just have, have dealt with injuries or whatever. Um, you know, Zion, he looks great. I don't know. Uh, if maybe he's been uh, listening to too many Stephen A. Smith takes, and he's like, "Finally, I'm gonna I'm gonna show this guy he's an idiot." But hey, you know, we'll we'll find out. I think obviously, you know, with a little bit of age, you gain a little bit of maturity too. And having a guy, I think too, with like C.J. McCollum around this ball club has done nothing but help influence the young guys around him. I thought you were saying Zion's got a little age; he's 23 years old. <laughs> he's a he's still a child in my eyes. Right, but think about where you were at 19 to 23. Right, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't doing anything productive. Let's put it that way. Uh, it was my, my college years, right? But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's this team needs to learn how to win. And I, and, I, and I say that more so like they won a game last night. They can win games. I'm talking about win at a, at a high level, win at a playoff level. Sure. Where it's like you look at the Celtics, and I like to compare the Pelicans to the Celtics. I think they're similar in the sense that they have these, these two core pieces – young players that are kind of growing together, like the Celtics had with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And now you're, you're kind of just creating chemistry around them and finding pieces and adding pieces and plugging stuff in, taking it out. And that team had to learn how to win at a high level. Now, they made a deep run in Jason Tatum's rookie season, which was strange, and it was the Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward year that both guys got hurt and so ended up being like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, kind of running through the playoffs. But it took a while for that for that core group to just learn how to win at a high level, to be the consistently better team. And I don't think the Pelicans are there yet. I think they're kind of early in that process. And the, the difficulty is the Celtics had the luxury of getting to the playoffs every year. And, and these guys kind of learned how to win in the playoffs at a young age. And the, the Pelicans and the Brandon Ingrams and the Zion Williamsons, they just don't have that. Zion Williamson has never played a playoff game. He's, he hasn't even been there for these play-in games. He wasn't there for that series against the Suns a few years back. Brandon Ingram was. I thought Brandon Ingram had a very good series, and I think he will thrive in a playoff environment. I'm just not sure about Zion, right? So we'll see. I do think that Herb Jones stepping up and being kind of that agitator on defense, you know, you can Career be Career high seven steals yeah. last night, man. And, and he's being a pest about it, you know, and I think just like – there's a reason guys like Pat Beverly and, and Tony Allen and like they had a career in the league. I think Herb Jones is a higher ceiling than those guys. But what those guys understood was just how to get into other teams' heads. Yeah. And just to make them – they're not even playing well because they're so agitated by you existing. And I think that's what Herb is starting to get to. And obviously his shot has improved. But his, his, his presence on both ends of the floor – 
just makes that team so much more fun to watch. We'll wait to hear some news about Willie Green speaking to the media before the game at 7 o'clock tonight. Want to learn the status of Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. B.I. missed last night's game due to an illness. Uh, him and Zion are listed again as questionable for this evening. Zion still dealing with a left bruise contusion. I think that's what they're calling it. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll find out for him. I know those back-to-back games can be a pain in the rear, and I really despise them in the NBA. They shouldn't exist. The, the NBA season should be 72 games long, and they eliminate all the back-to-backs. That's really all you have to do, and they'll be gone. At least this is a home back-to-back. I'll say that. The, the home yeah. and then away or vice versa is just a completely ridiculous well, there, was, there was one back-to-back where they played the first game in Denver, and then they had to fly to Dallas, and they got like three hours of sleep. Right. It was like, a, like an early start. Anyway, yeah, the NBA schedule makes no sense to me. We're going to take a break, step away. I don't know if you heard Dennis Allen stop by the NFL Network earlier this week. We'll play some of that audio for you when we get back right here on WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto Pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Steve Gallo along with Jeff Nowak and Cullen Steele running master control. We're getting back into some Saints talk, uh, Dennis Allen stopped by the NFL Network earlier this week, got to talk to Steve Weiss, James Palmer on the NFL Report. Uh, we took a little bit of it out, wanted to hear what he had to say about the new hire of offensive coordinator, Clint Kubiak, and here it is. We wanted to have you on because this has been such an eventful offseason in terms of changing of your coaching staff. On the offensive side, you hire Clint Kubiak as your offensive coordinator, just kind of what went into that, and what are you expecting now for your offense? Is, is it is it going to be a radical change or just something you think fits philosophically what you want to do with this team? Yeah, well, look, uh, obviously we went through an extensive search in terms of interviewing a lot of people for this position. I think we, I think we interviewed 11 or 12 offensive coordinator candidates, mm-hmm. a lot of really qualified guys. Uh, I felt like you know, we really needed to do a deep dive into a, a lot of different schemes and a lot of different personalities. I wanted to really look at, you know, what was going to be the best fit for the New Orleans Saints, 
for our players that we have here and the things that we need to try to get accomplished. And I felt like Clint Kubiak was obviously the, the person of choice. And, and I've, I've known Clint for a long time. I, I feel like I've known the family for, you know, probably over 20, 30 years. Uh, I remember watching Clint's dad, Gary, play quarterback back at Texas A&M. <laughs> You know, yep. growing up. So I feel like I've known this family. I feel like I've, I've known this scheme for a long time. And, and, and I feel like this is the best scheme that gives your players the best chance to have success that's going in the National Football League right now. And, and uh, uh, I think Clint uh, is highly intelligent. Uh, he's extremely hard worker. I think we've put together an outstanding staff uh, with a little bit of a mixture of some older veteran coaches that have been there done that with some younger progressive mindset type of guys and and i think it's going to be a great mixture for our for our organization yeah before we move forward to what what we want to talk about philosophically and scheme wise and you, you touched on it there a little bit i know i've been told back in the day you know the way gary when he ran it at its highest level it's almost unguardable at sometimes if it's done the right way the way this offense can be run but but specifically clint coming from san francisco and the way you've seen coaches depart out of San Francisco and have success. What is it that you learned maybe in that interview process with Clint about what that building is doing right to have guys prepared to make a jump like you're having Clint do? Yeah, well, I just think it's really about, um, you know, having, having a system that you believe in uh, and then being able mm -hmm. to clearly identify the players that fit that system um, and then being able to acquire the talent that fits that. And I think, I think they've done as good a job as any in San Francisco of being able to do that. I think they have a belief system of, of things that they, they really firmly believe in, and they don't vary from that. Obviously, the scheme has, has evolved as it's go, gone along. Um, you know, mm -hmm. this goes back to, you know, Mike Shanahan coaching uh, back at Denver. Uh, through, yep. You know, Coob going to uh, Houston and then carrying that scheme along, you know, when he went back to Baltimore and then he went to Minnesota. And you just see this scheme having a lot of success. There's probably a little bit more window dressing within the scheme now than maybe what there was, you know, 10 mm. or 15 years ago. But I just think it's a system that's quarterback friendly. And I think it relies on being able to run the football and get your play action passing game going. Yeah, I love, I love hearing you talk about this because you're a defensive guy, right? You've had to scheme against this, so you know how much of a challenge it is um, schematically. But you just said it. This is a quarterback-friendly system. How do you think this is going to benefit Derek Carr? Well, look, I think Derek's going to uh, do exceptionally well. Uh, you know, I thought there was a, a point in time this past season where, you know, we started incorporating a little bit more of the play-action passing game, and I really felt like that's where our offense started to take off. I thought that's where Derek really kind of started to take off. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I've had communication with Derek throughout this process, you know, and talked to him about some of the different candidates that, you know, we were bringing in. And his brother David had played for Gary in, in, uh, in Houston, and that was David's last year in, in Houston. And I was kind of it's a little bit concerned that maybe that wouldn't go over that great. And, and, uh, and David had some really good things to say, you know, about the offensive scheme uh, and about how he, you know, really appreciated the scheme and the things that they were doing and, and, and really enjoyed playing for, for Gary and felt like, look, if, if, if there's some similarities, which I think there's a ton between uh, Gary and Clint, that uh, it was going to be a great fit. And so, 
I'm really kind of excited about that. It's interesting you, you bring up Houston. I was a beat guy there when Gary was the head coach, and I remember those drafts, DA, of him kind of finding the guys that fit this scheme we're talking about throughout the draft. So I'm kind of curious, now that you make this switch on offense, what have the meetings been like, and does your draft philosophy maybe change a little bit in the style of player maybe you're looking at on the offensive line or some other spots with the way that, yeah. that Clint wants to run this? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. You know, a few years back, defensively here, I remember back in 2015, kind of 2016, we weren't sure exactly what we wanted to be defensively, 3-4-4-3, Seattle 3 defense, New England single high man. We kind of went through a little process, and and, uh, it was really kind of in 16 where I – I kind of took over, and I think we clearly identified exactly what we wanted to do defensively and exactly what we were looking for in each position. And so, therefore, we were able to go out and find those guys, 2017 draft and on, and I think we became a lot better defense because of that because we clearly identified what we were looking for. And I think that's the process that we're going through right now. We're we're in the process of having our February draft meetings uh, with the scouts, uh, with Jeff Ireland, Mickey Loomis, myself, we're in there talking through these guys. Uh, and we had a chance to get the offensive coaching staff in here over the weekend and really sit down with the, you know, with the scouts and, and, and with the people in the draft room and, and kind of go through, look, th- this is what we're looking for at the quarterback position. This is what we're looking for in an mm-hmm. offensive tackle. This is what we're looking for at the receiver position. So I think that's been great for our group. And I think we'll, we'll have to continue to have those discussions as we go throughout you know, this draft process, and really not just the draft process, but free agency also. That was Saints head coach Dennis Allen, who appeared on the NFL Network earlier this week. And we got a lot of talk there about Clint Kubiak and what he expects him to bring to New Orleans. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing with Clint is it's like everyone, again, I've said this so many times, like the Clint Kubiak offense in New Orleans is not going to be a Kyle Shanahan offense. It's not going to be a Gary Kubiak offense. It's going to be a Clint Kubiak offense, and he's going to build it in in with with influences, but it's going to like what you, you do not want to see Clint show up and bring a, someone else's playbook with him and be like, this is how we're going to operate. You want him to build his own thing and understand it and execute it and do it well. And so I think that's kind of the idea. And, I, you know, when you as you kind of go back and you look at all the connections, especially with all the assistant coaches you brought in, you know, there, there's one interesting connection uh, that – so Clint Kubiak played linebacker at Colorado State. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Safety. Clint Kubiak played safety at Colorado State. Rick Dennison played linebacker at Colorado State. And John Benton was a coach at Colorado State. None of them crossed over. None of them were at the same time. It's all about the school pride. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe what are they, the Rams. Uh, yeah, it's all about Ram pride, right? It's just, But there's so many links and connections between all of these coaches. And it, I think the Clint was the Dennis Allen's top target from the jump right I think that was the idea and that's why you know he's excited about it the interesting answer he gave or the most interesting answer I think he gave was he when he compared the rebuild right now to what the Saints did in 2016 with the defense when he came in and he was kind of assisting Rob Ryan then he took over from Rob Ryan and they you know it's not that they just revamped their system they committed to what they were going to do right like prior to that they had 
you know, tried a 3-4. They had tried to mimic what Seattle was doing, what New England was doing, all that stuff. And then they kind of committed to the system they have now. And that was 2017. And they really kind of leaned into the type of player they wanted, the type of scheme they wanted. And they got guys in that could execute it. And they've kind of built on that. And that's what they're trying to do now with the offense. And I think just, like, that idea is great. Like, I'm happy about it. But it also kind of tells you, it informs kind of what, Dennis Allen really felt about how the offense had operated the last two years, which I think, generally speaking, was rudderless. It was an it was you're trying to run an offense that you don't have anymore. <laughs> you know, you're trying to run someone else's offense with players that are kind of halfway in, halfway out of the scheme you're trying to execute, and you weren't doing it. It was not working. And I think that's that's when you look at why have they rebuilt their entire scheme here? It's because they're trying to come up with the same type of shift philosophical shift you know just that you got to in 2016 and you saw this team change from a defensive kind of laughing stock <laughs> to one of the elite defenses in the nfl and if you can do the same thing again it's gonna be great if, if you know but you got to execute it it was kind of you know they kind of flip-flopped the, where the defense rose to the top of the heap and the the, the yeah, offense it would be nice if you could do it at the same time right drew Brees sure wishes that, that could was happen. 2018 <laughs> <laughs> uh some fortunate news in the top of the eighth inning stony brook tacking on two more runs they now have a five to two lead over the lsu tigers lsu coming to bat in the bottom of the eighth inning currently there's uh one out there we'll keep you posted on what happens the lsu tigers Five and zero right now, in danger of losing their first game. Going to take a break, step away, and be back with more sports talk right after this on WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, the war of words on the Twitter sphere, or X if you want to call it now, goes on between Stephen A. Smith and the New Orleans Pelicans. He's on actually Jeff pointing to the TV on ESPN Right now, speaking about uh, the Timberwolves, but uh, seems to be going back and forth now with the Pelicans. It started with him uh, criticizing Zion Williamson and talking about how he's more concerned about eating cheeseburgers, I think. Yeah, do we have the clip? Can we just play the clip? All right, yeah, we have the clip ready. Cullen, let's get into it. Zion Williamson, it's not about his game. It's about how many burgers he's eating and whether or not he's going to be in shape or is he going to keep eating McDonald's and have chefs clamoring for him to come to their restaurants. That's what he has to prove, that the chefs don't love him any longer, okay? That he's committed to playing basketball and being in shape. Okay, first things first. <laughs> Let's get into this. One, you're talking about a six-foot, what, seven, eight, Man, if he's in shape, he's 280 pounds. What do you expect this man to eat, right? Do you think he's going to be chewing on carrots? No. He's a, he's playing basketball. He's a professional basketball player. The guy can put on some calories. You go look at what Michael Phelps eats on a daily basis as he's training for the Olympics, right? Like, look what Jimmy Graham's going to eat as he's trying to row the Arctic Ocean. You need calories, first of all. Shut up. That's stupid, okay? Second, 
What does he have against cheeseburgers? Is he not allowed to eat cheeseburgers? Wait, go away. Okay. He just wants to be ridiculous, making fun of Zion's weight like everybody it's else just, does. It's also just lazy. It's <laughs> like, what do you want to talk about? Have you about? watched this team really all year? Right, right. Do you want to talk about basketball or do you want to talk about like this? I think he's just going for this low-hanging fruit of I don't have anything interesting to say, so I'm going to make the same bad joke that he made. This isn't even new. It's <laughs> not even original. God forbid Zion walks into a restaurant and Stephen A. hears about it. Oh, my God. He eats at the table. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's going to eat. What, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing here? Uh, l- let's just ignore the fact that, that they won by 30 points last night. Ah, oh, man. Okay, they've won, what, 9 out of 10 games that we're talking about? This. They didn't even have Brandon Ingram. They won by 30 points. Right. And we're talking about Zion eating cheeseburgers. Which and now and now he's arguing with the New Orleans Pelicans on Twitter, which is like, well, it's, it's, guy. It's, it's amusing because the Pels responded back, flock it, flock it. Yes. Stephen A. Smith highlights, and it's really a low light reel of some, him doing some stuff. Yeah, this is a quick aside. When I worked in Myrtle Beach, there's a baseball team called the Myrtle, Be- Myrtle Beach Pelicans, and they had a a a you know what is it a promotional Promotion? campaign yeah. that they put up billboards that said they were unflocking believable. And they ended up having to take it down because people complained and said, this is a family thing. Anyway, how am I supposed to hide my children from your plays on words? But, okay, <laughs> this is that's the Stephen A. Smith equivalent of, of dealing with this. But, no, I mean, he's arguing with the clouds about, like, oh, man, I had a knee injury so I couldn't play basketball, and that's why I have no Only statistics. average one and a half points a game. Uh, and, and they also they put together a, a Stephen A. Smith highlight reel of him slipping and falling and airballing threes and, and whatnot. Didn't, uh, didn't look good with his boxing technique. Not a particularly technique. athletic man. Let's put it that <laughs> right, way. Right, there you go. Like, this is not a guy who you look at and be like, oh, yeah, he's a star. He understands what these guys went through, right? He's, like the, he's exactly who J.J. Redick hates. Like the JJ Reddick was the one in the crosshairs being like, why does everyone want to talk about this stupid stuff? It's because Stephen A. Smith has made a career talking about stupid stuff. Right. And that's how he continues. He's the car wreck of sports analysis. You only watch him because it's like, I guess I'll just watch this to see what happens. It's not quality. It's just noise. And he has made a career out of making the loudest noise. But there is no content whatsoever in anything he says he used to be the thesaurus guy and you could at least gain some entertainment out of watching watching to see oh he came he learned that word this morning now he just talks and it's and it's lazy and i don't care but it's it is funny to watch him go back and forth with the pelicans on twitter like he's having a conversation it's just one of the ridiculous reasons why i don't even watch really espn anymore if there's if there's a game on shore but i'm not tuning into uh, any of their coverage of stuff. I'll watch the morning sports centers to catch up, and you know uh, Stan Verrett's on there still, and he's just very Stan good the job. man, right? But yeah, any once the once it becomes a roundtable, I tune out. And uh, I don't know, it's it's just because it's, they're not talking about anything. It's the same warmed over topics over and over again, and the same people yelling about stuff they kind of halfway understand. Right. And and I'm getting into it with people on Twitter about salary cap and, and whatnot. You have the same conversations with people every year, except the goalposts are moved slightly further away. That's the only difference. And it's the same thing with Zion's weight. It's the same thing with the salary cap. People just parachute in and, and deliver the same lazy takes and Nick Wright's of the world. Right. Like the same general idea. Yeah, There you go. And then, and then I'm just left being like, I'm on crazy pills. We had this conversation last year. And, and, and here we are again. 
Going to step away, take a break. Want to hear from you, though, on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. We'll hit that up when we get back right after the break here on WWL. We're in the bottom of the ninth inning. One uh, man on first for the Tigers, who are down 5-2 right now to Stony Brook. We will definitely keep you posted as this game progresses. The Tigers in danger of losing their first game of the season, currently sit at 5-0. and Hitting that Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, we got the violation from Violet. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. I'm enjoying y'all's show. Uh, I have like three quick questions, and I'm going to listen. Okay, is uh, number one the tackle we have? Is it Landon? What's his last name? Landon Young. Yeah, Landon Young. Do y'all think that he's ever going to be a starting tackle in the league? Uh, my second question is: Will Mike Thomas be a Saint or a Bronco next year? And my last question is, what are the Saints going to do at the uh, backup quarterback position? Are we going to keep Jameis Winston, or you think we're going to move on? Thank you all very much. Thank you, sir. Uh, okay, so we don't have enough time to get into all three, but we're going to hold the Jameis one for the next segment after the break. All right. right. So the first question was Landon Young. You know, I, he, he, I think he is similar to Zach Streif, right? When you, If you want to see how – a route for Landon Young to get to his starting role. It's to back up for a while, back up for a while, learn, get better. And then maybe, yeah, he could be a starting right tackle down the road. He is not a starting right tackle right now. Right, I see him part of the rotation still. But but he's a very smart player. He's a very intelligent player, and I think – he can get better over time. I think James Hurst is a, is a good comp for him. I think like that's the type of player you're talking about. The next one's Mike Thomas. <laughs> now, Mike Thomas, they're going to have to do something with that contract prior to the prior to the crazy bonus structure kicking in. And I, I think he's done a pretty good job of burning bridges. Yeah, he's done a good job, like you would say, pushing himself out the door. So I would very much expect him to be gone. That said. I don't think this is going to be a situation where it's like, oh, these guys are going to have a reunion in Denver. Because go back to 2020 and 2021, right? We all want to talk about DA and Mike Thomas and Derek Carr as if this is where it all began. No. This whole Mike Thomas drama started with Sean. Right. And Sean being petty on a conference call because he was mad about the surgery being delayed. And there was a rift then. There was questions then if Sean and Mike were going to be able to mend those fences. And they were able to do it. Obviously, you didn't get a ton of games out of him. But I don't think you're going to go to Mike and say, yeah, this is a guy who is is a huge fan of Sean Payton and wants to rejoin him in Denver. So I don't think that's going to happen either. I think Mike's going to be somewhere else, but I don't think it's going to be Denver. I agree with you totally there. A lot of people think, you know, they want to connect the dots. Any former Saint, it's like, oh, yeah. they're, they're going to the Broncos. Not every former Saint likes Sean Payton. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, we're going to get into some more NFL and Saints talk. Our conversation with Matt Miller, ESPN NFL insider and draft analyst coming up next hour. Uh, still one out in the bottom of the ninth inning. Man on first for LSU. Five to two, they trail. We'll keep you updated. Might have a final when we get back after the break. Top of the hour news first, and we'll talk right back to you after this here on WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.